Rebooted. Welcome back to the wrestling wrap up. It's your hosts, Tricky and Thomas from the What's Your Bless podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We're, we're here. We did it. We did it, everybody. We are back. We're ready to wrap it up for you. <laughs> ready to wrap it up. So, for those that are unfamiliar, we, I used to do a weekly wrestling wrap up on Offended's Network back in the other network that won't be named because i don't want to give them any credit because they suck um but now here on the anything but credible network offended and what's your bliss presents the wrestling wrap-up we don't know if it's going to be weekly yet it might just be bi-weekly it might just be once a month who knows it might be three times a week who knows <laughs> just depends on what yep. happens exactly right we're uh, we're flying by the seat of our pants and hope you are with us doing the same i'm just happy that like for offended sake, I can get away from the stigma that offended is a wrestling podcast. Totally. <laughs> this could be your one-stop shop for all things wrestling. And on That's top right. of it, this will be anything but Credible's uh, first YouTube podcast. So every yeah. episode will be on YouTube. I'm I'm pumped. Other than I told Tricky this morning, uh, I told you I'm going to have to brush my hair every time we do this, uh, which is unfortunate, but uh, we'll make it happen. We will. We definitely will make it happen. I'm trying to. I was trying to grow out my hair, but I think I'm gonna get a haircut this week. It's just. I got it. The beard looks amazing, though. I'll tell you that. It. Oh, it's, yeah. It's driving me crazy. Very jealous. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's it's too much. Even though I was thinking about like shaving it, like to where it's like the old O3 Jericho look, where he sure, just had yeah. that long Love. ass goatee. Love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. To find this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on your normal podcasting, wherever like Apple Music or spotify whatever we can find us on youtube at offended pod um i think we should just get it anything but credible channel going we really just, we really should just everything yeah. on it we That's really should I, I i i'm sure the boys would, would would be down for that for sure definitely they're gonna be so jealous that, that we have the coolest podcast especially that asshole denny who's probably rooting for the rams today because he loves probably stafford is. He's oh. definitely 100% his his Detroit blood uh, won't let him root against Stafford, even though he knows it's the wrong thing to do. Oh, my God. Fuck the Rams. Obviously, For those of you only listening to the audio, I am wearing <laughs> my uh, Peter Warwick Bengals jersey ready to get it going. This is the Hell first yeah. jersey that I bought with my own money um, when I was in eighth grade, and I'm ready to rock it for the Bengals today and i am wearing a cut off wu-tang clan tank top with my four inch pythons and that's right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah happy super bowl sunday obviously we're recording this on super bowl sunday let's go Bengals. let's rule the jungle god that'd be so awesome if they won but this is a wrestling podcast and we will just discuss uh, the major topics that happened during the week uh if you're here for wwe stuff you're Shit out of luck. We probably won't be discussing much, if ever, uh, anything about WWE unless it's obviously like WrestleMania or something like that. But I mean, it's just so bad. 
they so did bad. this to themselves, Tricky. It's not, it, you know, we would cover them if they were good. Right. They've done it to themselves. They don't care. No, so they don't. they're making record profits and putting out the worst product they've ever put out. So, yep. yeah. I will say that Drip God Rollins, though, is amazing. That's like the one thing still, that they're hitting still the around. best. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Him and him and Bobby Lashley, uh, you know, I, I would I would literally watch an hour of them just trying on fits. So if we can make that happen, <laughs> let's just do that. Oh shit! So in a nice little segue here, recently on the Pat McAfee podcast, Seth Rollins is on, and Pat McAfee asked him who is his Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and Rollins actually said this in the coolest, nicest way possible. He goes, "Are we talking wrestling or drawing money? Because in the business, you know, drawing money." basically is how wrestling gets by. And he goes, so I have two different Mount Rushmore's. I'm like, I've never thought of it that way. So before we get going, since it's episode one, I think we should just discuss our Mount Rushmore's uh, favorite wrestlers. And do you want to do best money makers too, in our opinion? You know, I I think money makers is a hard one to do because there's almost a a proven answer, right? Like I think there's, um, but I, but what I thought about instead was maybe, um, doing it similar to him, like our personal favorites. And then the people that we think are the best in the ring. Um, what is that? Uh, maybe those match up completely. Maybe they don't, um, for me, they match up close, but they're not exactly the same. So, um, I don't know, I, but I'm also comfortable. If we want to do money, we can, we can also, uh, we can also do biggest draws or, you know, biggest draws for us, like the, the person we'd always tune in for. I'm, I'm comfortable mm. however we want to slice it. I'm, I'm pretty much the same way. I think my Mount Rushmore, I mean, maybe some of the guys on here aren't like the, a mine, at least one of them or two of them, at least I don't think we're, I mean, they're draws, don't get me wrong, but they're not like stone cold level draws yeah. or anything like that. Um, yeah. I'll go first. Uh, my Mount Rushmore, starting off, all-time favorite, HBK, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, number two, Brian Danielson. Three, CM Punk. And four, Chris Jericho. Uh, it's funny. Like, several months ago, I asked you, I'm like, do you, if you could guess my Mount Rushmore, I'm, you hit it all four of them, yeah. one shot. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, it was because um, you and I had talked uh, about a couple of them, I think, before. But then I, I think it was uh, maybe Danielson and, and Punk that I that I wasn't quite sure on. But I thought mm-hmm. based on the other types of conversations we've had about both of them, I think we did this on CM Punk's de- uh, re-debut, or his debut in AEW, oh, yeah, yeah. I think is when mm-hmm. we talked about it. Um, so I thought I might have a good shot uh, with Punk. <laughs> you, and, and I think the last time you and I talked, I said I was really debating adding Danielson to mine. Mine is very similar. And I have actually, uh, I've shifted it even more since we last discussed. So mine is HBK 100%. Um, he is uh, just the greatest man. Uh, I, I, he's, he's definitely the person that I'll still go back. If I'm just, if I just need to watch something, I'll go back on Peacock and just fire something up of his, even so the, the weirdest matches, man, I'll watch, I'll watch, uh, uh, in your house, 1995 from July. I'll watch him and Jeff Jarrett. I'll watch that all day. That's uh, actually a really good match. That's <laughs> a, good a really good match. Nobody <laughs> talks about that match. That's no. underrated. Yeah. Um, it was, and let me say, it's the best in your house that they put on that year. And, and because in your house, like kind of sucked in general, um, like people don't remember that, but it, it was, it was a really good, uh, really good show. Um, my second is CM Punk. 
Uh, my third, uh, he's moved up from five, is Brian Danielson. Um, I, I just, he's just doing the work, man. He just keeps going up. He, he's so damn good. And then, um, I, you know, I've been debating this four spot uh, between Angle and Jericho, and I gave the edge Ooh. to Angle today. Um, Angle is just like, when he came on, it, it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. You know, like you had guys who had amateur backgrounds, but you didn't have an Olympic gold medalist. Um, and he's funny and like everything. The one thing I'll say about WWE that I'll stop talking about WWE. If they can just <laughs> recreate what they did with Angle with Chad Gable, yes. um, th then they'd have money. Yes. And if they could just let him do that, they'd be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, Angle, uh, Angle takes that four spot for me. Damn, we almost have a spot on uh, Mount Rushmore. I wasn't expecting that actually. Yeah, I was, I was totally expecting Austin to be on there, but I, I, I you know, here's a here's a little known fact. Um, I uh, so I was super into wrestling as a kid, and my grandma had a daycare, which really meant that I was practicing all of the wrestling moves. <laughs> on all of my daycare friends um and that got me into a bit of trouble to the point that my grandmother actually grounded me from wrestling and she grounded me from wrestling okay um so <laughs> anyway i um i was grounded after the bad blood pay-per-view um mm -hmm. in 1997 i missed the montreal screw job and then i um you know, I, I wasn't, I, I, I used to sneak watching wrestling when I could. Um, and even like my dad would like sneak me into his room, like to watch like the last hour of whatever was on, um, and whatnot. But I, I really did miss a good chunk of 1998 specifically, um, oh, and into probably, um, probably, uh, maybe the first half of 99. Um, and so, uh, it, it was, it's all very sporadic for me mm -hmm. through there. And so because of that, like I missed a lot of good Austin. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've gone back and watched a decent amount of it. I love Austin, but it's, uh, I think it just, because it just didn't, you know, uh, it didn't grab me then. Right. right. I don't even have the nostalgia power behind it. Like I have with HBK or anything. Right. Know? And like, then you kind of came, I would imagine you came back in when he turned heel and it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Like he's still now looking back on it now, rewatching some of that stuff. Now it's like, Oh shit, this was actually yeah. gold. Yeah, but we were just so angry that he they turned him heel that we didn't care like that actually you look back at like the invasion storyline and it's kind of like it was so shit on now or so yep. shit on back in the day and you look back on it now it's like it, it really wasn't that bad like it really wasn't but no it's like it, it really wasn't i think the i think the only thing is they just could not help themselves right like mm -hmm. they just had to hot shot it and if they hadn't or if they if they found out a way to maybe push it back six months you don't have yeah. to you know do it right when you do it because mm -hmm. if you push it back six months you still don't have all the guys yet but you get them throughout mm -hmm. the course right let it yep. go to wrestlemania let that be the thing right yes. uh, basically and yeah basically you could aew it where it's like aew like strategically has spread out all these signings like you know it's going on where they don't it wasn't all at once. And I think like at WWE with that invasion angle, they just, it just like happened. It wasn't like a slow buildup or anything. I think like Booker T showed up on a pay-per-view and then the next night on raw, it was like, everybody was there. It wasn't like a slow burn process at all. And it's like, like what you said, if you spread it out, push it back like six months in the middle of that story, then you get the NWO, then you get Goldberg, then you get yep. all of these other WCW wrestlers, you flare, you get everybody Steiner. there yeah DDP. i mean you got mm -hmm. ddp but you get him 
you get him, you know, when he needs to come in and uh, not, you know, kind of in the middle of the storyline with the stalker. And that yeah, was so it, weird. I, they just, they just didn't do a great job. Now I agree, like the invasion itself and, and like some of the turns and, and like just the, the, the Alliance running roughshod for a while was like, it was really well done. And yeah. I also thought Austin's storyline throughout that, like him not being, not feeling appreciated and not, you know, mm -hmm. that was really kind of what led to him turning. And I was like, this is, this is appropriate. Um, yeah. um rock sporadically because of because of the, uh, the scorpion king it, it was a weird time <laughs> yeah it totally yeah it was then you got triple h also tearing his quad and yeah. all that and then unfortunately like one of the main guys I'm, well actually no i was gonna say then you had a guy like benoit or you can't really even talk about anymore but he ended up that was when he got hurt, injured too wasn't it yep yep he got injured then too damn who was who got injured right before nineteen uh, WrestleMania nineteen? Because it wasn't because ben, Benoit was already injured at that point. Um, oh, oh, it was uh, Edge. Edge got hurt like oh, right before. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and they were like he was out in for the like middle. a year, right? Yeah, he broke his neck, I think. Yeah. Oh God, I can't. Well, imagine. and then you and, and then going back to 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 Benoit and the Radicals, like like Eddie getting injured basically like the first night they were in there was like yeah broke also his, killed uh, that too it's like yeah. what are you gonna do right right um but yeah on the this is what i love about talking wrestling is that that it always goes in so many different directions that's why yeah. i think our show is going to be a hit it's going to be way bigger than that everything must go piece of shit show you know that's right yep. gotta keep that rivalry totally going agree. gotta at least <laughs> name drop it once Love it's you. like a little Easter egg. Every episode, right. could you find where we talked about everything must go? I'm gonna have you hide like a note in one of the shirts behind you about. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's like Kip Sabian in the crowd. Like, it's like where is he this week? But um, exactly for my Mount Rushmore, like Austin. For me, Austin and Rock, I just barely miss it. They're kind of like to me. They're on. They're they're always tied together to me. Like they're always. If I'm talking about one, I'm always talking about the other. Like I just don't think you can split them up because they were so intertwined basically through Austin's whole 316 run. Like it was always, Rock was always there. And yep. even to the very end at WrestleMania 19, Rock was the last guy he wrestled. Like they're always intertwined somehow. Um, no, I think you're hundred percent right. And like people always talk about the Rock's short run and it's because he like debuted with them. Right. And then, mm -hmm. and then didn't, you know, didn't have a huge run, but Austin's run, especially if you count the injury, was about the same amount of time yep. and you forget that because it's like austin had this long career in wcw and like yep. and, had a, and, and you know obviously had like a different style and all of that but um you forget that really they had right about the same run so i don't think you can talk about one without the other right and people don't realize how good of a technical wrestler austin used to be before his neck injury i mean his, his reason match... he, had, he fought steamboat and, and Rhodes yep. all the time yep Yep, that's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. His matches with Steamboat are legendary. I mean, he, I think he even has a great match against Sting at a WCW pay-per-view. Yep. Like, yep. Austin was good, and then that neck injury changed his style to more of a brawler, which, in a way, fits his character better anyways. So, I guess it worked out, but at the same time, we also had his career cut short. I mean, who who knows what matches we could have saw, like him and Orton or something like that, him and Lesnar. Like, yeah, for sure. It would have been good. It would have been good. All right, that's our Mount Rushmore. Time for the wrap-up. First thing, just got to get it out of the way. Bask in his glory. Keith Lee finally is free, signs with AEW, shows up in AEW, and has probably one of the best showings I think I've seen for a debuting wrestler. 
Um, uh, yeah, I would completely agree. And I'm, you know, it's 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 like, of course, this is the case. But man, he just looks so relieved. You know, yes. and and I, and I think that that's uh, it's a combination, right? It's a combination of being healthy finally, and mm -hmm. it's a combination of being away from WWE, who wanted to change everything that made him special, right? Um, but yeah, it, it, man, what a debut! And I'd be remiss if I didn't also talk about Isaiah Cassidy in that match and just how much he has really improved. Like yeah, he he made me think, uh, and I always feel weird doing this comparison, but like when he flew. Uh, when Keith Lee threw him, all I could see also was Montez Ford. And I was just yeah. like, Man, he's really coming into his own. And mm -hmm. um, I really thought that Mark was going to be the star of that team. And uh, Isaiah's really showing up the last few weeks. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's showing, I think, like no disrespect to um, Mark Quinn, but Isaiah Cassidy is really coming into his own. It's kind of like the acclaimed a little bit. Like nobody realized that Anthony Bowens was that good of a wrestler until he had that one-on-one -on -one match with Danielson. It's like, oh, he could go with Danielson. It's like, this guy's actually the better half of the acclaimed. No disrespect to Max, Max Caster, but Bowens could be, he could be your Michaels out of that tag team. Oh yeah. And same, sure. I think with Cassidy out of private party. But yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I just, I, I don't know, everything he did in that ring, I mean, he obviously made Keith Lee look like a, a million bucks who already looked like a million bucks, but he, uh, you know, he really sold everything. Um, but, you know, that and, and the match on uh, Rampage last week, like, I, I don't know, like, he's just really coming into his own. Yeah, he is. He really is. Um, how about, and, and on Isaiah Cassidy, every time he gets launched in the air, he does it once a match where he does this scream as, I mean... <laughs> I was trying to find like a compilation video on YouTube of like his best screams and it's not made. So I need to make it and just put it up on our page. So just let that go viral. Cause I, I mean, love that. Yeah. every time he screams, it's the best thing. I'm like, that's my favorite part of the show. Everything else, <laughs> everything else sucks. That's awesome. That's awesome. But Keith Lee, man. I mean, what a debut and the, the, that crowd pop, man, they yeah. ate it up. Like I was not expecting that big of a crowd pop for him, like at all. Like, and he deserves it. Totally deserves it. I hate, I think that's the most overused term in wrestling now is you deserve it, but sure. he totally does. I mean, yeah. you can just, like you said, he looks happy. He looks like he's free and it's just, I'm so happy for him. Cause this guy is going to be a legit, he's going to be a legit star for AEW. Yeah, I think so too. I I I really feel like it's uh, you know, and and it's it, he's a guy that doesn't look like anybody else on that roster, and mm -hmm. um, and frankly, even in WWE, he didn't look like anybody else, and they still again like just fumbled with him, and, and they've been doing that a lot lately, yeah. obviously. But um, the the only small piece of criticism I have, I really really wish they would have saved the um the backstage. Uh, bullet club segment where jay white came in i wish they would have saved that for right after um rather than right before i think that that pop which was amazing i think it would have been even better if there wasn't a tiny bit of like is jay white walking out here right now mm -hmm. since we just saw him you know what i mean and i just wish that they would have just switched that other than that i thought it was it was pretty great yeah i thought it was good too and I do agree with that, but it's like I was reading online that people were upset with Tony Khan because they said he misused the Forbidden Door thing. It's like, doesn't that count for every promotion, not just New Japan? Like Absolutely. That's, that's what I thought. It's like, what's the difference? But props to him for just being like, hey, Jay White, do you want to come on for like a few weeks and just yeah. so we can accurately use this description, even though 
Tony Khan used it correctly, in my opinion. I don't know. It's I his trademark. It right. can be whatever he wants. <laughs> God, I hate wrestling Twitter so much. It's like, for the longest time, I was always, even though I loved punk back in the day, I always questioned why punk was so rude to fans. I was young and didn't really realize, like, fans suck, man. Like, going out to, going to the airports at, like, three in the morning, it's like, do you want to be bothered? Tra- I don't want to be bothered traveling. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't know. It just makes, it drives me insane. And people, I'm like, you, and fans wonder why wrestlers hate their fans. It's because of shit like this. Absolutely. Or or you could be like that psycho that ran and tackled Rollins on Raw. God. Yeah. 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 Oh. It it makes no sense to me. I, I agree. Like fans, it's such a weird dynamic because fans enhance the product obviously so much. We saw that mm-hmm. when, you know, we were in the, the midst of COVID and we didn't have fans and, um, but they also do the dumbest shit <laughs> and really take away from not only the product, but also just, just, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they hurt the people they say that they care yeah. about because, you know, they just can't stop, you know, running their mouths or literally like tackling people. I mean, just last night, I didn't look into this too much, but I guess at the, at the warrior uh, 19 last night, Thunder Rosa and Athena mm-hmm. had a, what appeared to be an awesome match. And apparently they were shouting racist things at Athena and, and oh like God. other stuff during the match, and just heckling to the point that Thunder Rosa right after the match got on and just admonished all of them. And I'm like, you shouldn't have to do that, man. No, That's, you, right. What do we do it? Right. And it's like, yeah, that's. I saw that clip of Thunder Rosa this morning of her going off. It props to props to Thunder Rosa that she's awesome. She gives she's no great, fucks man. and she will tell you to your face that you were wrong or like she'll just yeah. say exactly how it is. And I, mad props to Thunder Rosa, a person that WWE wanted to make a referee. <sighs> yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. But it's like with the fans, it's like everybody freaking out online it's like it's people i think also forget it's like it's such a small percentage like everyone's like oh like i know i just said like wrestlers hate their fans but it's mostly like the crazy hardcore crazy 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 iwc fans but -hmm. people forget Mm -hmm. that's such a small amount of fans that doesn't represent everybody they're just so loud they're so they're so loud and they're the ones that are always interacting with people so you just see it but yeah you're you're totally right i mean it is it is a small number of fans i mean the majority of stuff you're gonna see if you really like look at stuff you're gonna see positivity but it's um especially when you're at a show like it's it's a very very small person. I mean, you talked about mm-hmm. when you were at uh, at the show in St. Louis, and that the um, uh, was it was it Glory Pro or um, I forget which show you were at, but it was. Um, but you it said you had Pro. a guy that was like you know saying stuff and um, you know just kind of through like the whole women's matches and stuff, especially at Camilla. And it's like, but that was one guy. Yeah, it was NWA show. It was the oh, it was the NWA show. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, he kept chanting like Charlotte Flair and it's like, you're terrible. It's like, oh my God, there's like 20 people in this room. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're in a big arena. Like, and right. even then it's still fucking wrong. But oh yeah, totally. I, I look at those, like the, the aid, right, Jesus Christ, IWC fans as like cancel culture in a way where you might not agree with this, but it's like, those people are so loud and abrasive. It's also like, you got to like kind of ignore it a little bit. Cause sometimes I think they are going out of their way to cancel some people on something that happened 20 years ago. It's like, all right, totally. come on. These guys, people can change. And it's like, you, they don't want to give him a second chance. It's like, he tweeted out something. that was as a joke. It wasn't like James yeah. Gunn. It was a total joke. Yeah. And 
Um, no, I, I, I do agree with that completely. Yeah. I think I, I see that all the time, you know, this whole like it's happening to The Rock right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they they went all, you know, crazy over The Rock, you know, uh, defending Joe Rogan or even really all he, what he was saying was that he was friends with Joe Rogan. and He wanted yeah. to, you know, sit with him and drink some tequila with him. But they went all crazy and then started pulling up promos from 22 years ago. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, like, those have been around. <laughs> yeah, It's <laughs> like everybody knew that, like. We know they've aged terribly, and it is what it is. Like, uh, he's also playing a character. Like, I I don't know. And what The Rock was saying about Rogan isn't wrong because it's like if you listen to his show, if you listen to what he's saying about COVID, he's not saying what the media is actually saying that he's saying. He's actually saying, don't try that, what I tried, but I'm just trying something different because no disrespect. I have the money to try it. It's okay. I like if something happens to me, oh well, like maybe I can find something. It's like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. I don't understand what's like, that's what the media is not telling you is that like, he's literally like, you could just tell like, it's just they're reading headlines and not actually doing the research. But then sure. the other thing came out and it's like, all right, God damn it. Can't say. Yeah, it's free. like, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I always, I always say this all the time. I used to say this when, uh, especially when like Barack was president because of like the stuff that, um, you know, like uh, I came from a very conservative family growing up and mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my you know, family would like criticize him for things. And I'm like, you know, there's like plenty of legitimate things to criticize him about. You don't actually have to stoop to like, <laughs> the, right. like the dumb stuff or like, like made up stuff. Like you can actually criticize legitimately and we can have those conversations. Um, and then, yeah, it's like, it's like they couldn't get him on that so hey let's you know let's right. get him on let's this keep, and like let's keep digging let's yeah. keep digging and, and, and what he said was was inappropriate obviously it's it yep. not 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 okay but it's also like uh again same with the rock promos like that's mm-hmm. been there for years yep. And, yep. and why are we digging it up now like it just it, i don't know it's it, it's a weird like it's this weird like we're gonna just keep pushing every right. button until we find one and just just wait until those people working. find the katie vick segments oh my god <laughs> I'm surprised they have it yet with, uh, no with shit. Uh, I don't think uh, old, old Mr. Mayor is uh, too popular right now. So I'm, I'm surprised they haven't found <laughs> old yet. Mr. Mayor. You mean the mask guy who voted against wearing masks? That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you wore a mask for 20 years, dude. Uh, <laughs> He's over it. He's just sick of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it. To be fair, Kane did cut out the one part that's so he true. could breathe. That's, so that's, that, that is fair. He did wear the opposite mask uh, for a long time. Swerve, he was always against wearing the mask. <laughs> Oh shit, we got so far off topic there. But Keith Lee, um, <laughs> uh, when yeah. he caught, but last thing on Keith Lee though, when he caught uh, Private Party the two times, the when he caught Mark Quinn, holy shit, he that was the smoothest I think I've ever seen somebody like attempt that, and he was just like, gotcha, mm-hmm. and that the two power bombs. I mean, Keith Lee is gonna be a force in AEW. Who are if you can name three people? That you want to see wrestle Keith Lee in AEW, who would that be? Um, two come to mind. They're completely opposite to start, um, which is uh, Sammy Guevara, um, and uh, and then the other one is Wardlow, um, because I I love a Haas fight. Um, <laughs> those are definitely like the top two for me. But I'd also love to see Danielson face him. I obviously, can bring out the best in anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching Danielson face guys who are bigger than him. Like it's like probably my favorite matches that he's ever had are typically those outside of the ones he's now had in AEW. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that he had in WWE, if he was facing someone bigger, I'm like, that's the one I like. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think those are, those are probably the three that come to mind. What about you? Uh, for me, man, powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee, man, I feel like that's just money all over it. And 
I actually wasn't even thinking about Wardlow. Now you said that, I think he might replace one of mine. Like Wardlow's, Wardlow is gonna be. He's gonna have a massive year. If you want to talk about your next pillars of AEW, I think Wardlow is your one of your pillars. I think it's him, Hook, and maybe fuck Jade Cargill. I think you have to throw in there and um, draw. Maybe it's Keith Lee. Honestly, maybe Keith Lee's yeah. your fourth pillar. But um, Wardlow. I'll tell you is, what. If they, I, I agree with all of those, but if they also let Lee Moriarty like just yes. go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can definitely pull his way up yep. into that as well. I mean, shit, you can even push uh, John Silver as a singles competitor. You can oh, get yeah. him over. I mean, he's a he's a national meme now, which is hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I'm like, that's John Silver. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've but, seen him all over Insta. Uh, people like that don't watch wrestling, but doing right. the whole like, you know, guy trying to mansplain something to a woman. And I was like, this is amazing. This is, I got it shown to me at a bar last night. They're like, look, have you seen these memes going around? They're so funny. I go, do you know who that is? And they're like, no. And I'm like, those, that's the wrestler I always Snapchat you about. And they're like, what? I'm like, they're like, he's Budge. I'm like, yeah, he's Budge. <laughs> that's amazing. But, uh, yeah. uh, Kenny Omega though. Kenny Omega and Keith Lee, I think yeah. will tear the house down. Um, totally. Honorable mention, Hangman Adam Page, I think will also, I mean, Lance Archer. Yeah. I mean, there's sky's the limit for Keith Lee. Yeah. It, it so. truly is limitless. <laughs> uh, Got him. <laughs> uh, my show's going to get canceled for that joke. Um, <laughs> another signing that AEW just did recently, which I'm super stoked about, uh, Danhausen. Yeah. He's just going around cursing everybody. I love that he curses Adam Cole and it ends up being his first loss in AEW. And then curses john moxley that, that almost turned the match around i forget who was moxley wrestling was it wheeler yuda yes because yeah. he started taking he started getting some offense on i'm like holy shit they're actually running with that if he curses them they're gonna get beat up like i love yeah. it but I'm i uh, I, I love dan Housen, man yeah i do <laughs> um i'll tell you he's the first i think the first wrestler that I ever followed before I saw any of their matches. And I would, um, uh, would pop up on things all the time that I was watching, you know, like, uh, like just little clips that like other wrestlers would retweet or other, you know, podcasters or whatever would retweet. And I was like, what is this guy? And then like the, like collecting human teeth. And like, I was like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And then he basically helped Conan O'Brien create the, uh, the Conan O'Brien needs a fan uh, part of his podcast. And he was the first one on there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this guy is freaking money. Um, money. And I I was just so, so happy for him, especially after his injury um, that he was able to to get signed because he was doing good things in ROH. And then uh, we know, ROH is DOA right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Man. I, I, uh, I still haven't, I wouldn't say like I've watched a ton of his matches. I did watch some in ROH, um, but like his, his gimmick and just him living uh, the whole thing and, and his like, uh, is like good night housing podcast. Right. I mean, he's just, he just does everything. And he, he's the person that like, he just ran with something and he didn't care what he was going to get from that and mm-hmm. has made the most of it. And now look at him. Right. And didn't Lots he of start... human money for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he start off kind of like as a, it was like more of like a serious, like heel gimmick at first, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And then it just, he was like saying like, I look stupid and just ran with it. And like, yeah, which pretty was much. great. It, it ended up working out and it ended up being hilarious. I mean, he's one of the funniest people 
in wrestling. If not, we oh, may yeah. look back on this in five, 10 years and be like, he might be one of the funniest people in wrestling of all time. Like for sure. He is fucking great. At so at the glory pro show we were at last weekend, I got a surprise. Katie surprised me with like for my birthday, even though my birthday was in December and I turned 31 this past year. This was my 30th birthday party because I never got to celebrate my 30th. Mm. She surprised me with like all my friends showing up at a, went to a bar, knew we were going to a wrestling show. And I knew if she had a few people coming, I didn't realize all the, like everybody was going to be there. She made shirts, basically made orange Cassidy style shirts with my face on it. Um, some people bought them and she was like, it was a hard sell to sell your face on a shirt. But um <laughs> Went to the Glory Pro show and I don't remember a thing. <laughs> Got a little toasted that day. And um, I do two things I do remember though was the war horse match where Danhausen came out with them. And I was able to get like the whole I started just doing the tequila song, just Danhausen's like theme song. I started just singing it and I got the whole place doing it, and I got my friends up doing it. And they're like, what do you say at the end? I just go, just yell Danhausen instead of tequila. That's all you do. Like, <laughs> it's, I just remember, but I feel like I pissed him off though because he was the manager in the match and not the wrestlers. So like what he kept looking back at us, just kept going, ah, like just kept throwing up his arms. I'm like, sorry, we love you. Like, <laughs> but at the end, walking out of the show, I like vaguely, vaguely remember this. Walking out of the show, I'm just going to walk out the exit and I walk past somebody. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Then saw that his face was painted white, not even thinking anything of it. And Katie's like, Danhausen. I'm like, oh shit. He's like, hey, how you doing? Like talking like Danhausen. And <laughs> and Katie's like, it's his birthday. Can you take a picture with him? And he's like, ah, sure. Like, because it's like you're supposed to pay for like a picture with him. He had like a meet sure. and greet, but everybody had left at that point. And I don't know if you can see it on there, but ah, <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I could oh, just totally so tell cool. he was like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dan I Housen. Him. I apologize for being drunk and stupid. We still love you, Dan Housen. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> um, but man, he's actually a decent wrestler. He's actually pretty good. He's not just yeah. a gimmick, like, like Orange Cassidy, not just a gimmick. Very good. And I really hope that they become, it seems like they're setting it up for them to be a tag team in AEW. And if you make them those tag team champions, I am hundred percent on board with that. hundred yeah. percent. I can't. Well, and you know, we, we've talked before about like, we don't understand the orange Cassidy hate, obviously. And, and similar to or like Dan housing. Cause we, I did see a little mm -hmm. bit of like, who is this guy? And it's the same people who are like, why do they always sign WWE guys? It's like, shut up. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I'm never happy. Like, uh, can you imagine these fans during the, during the uh, attitude era and during mm. the friggin' Monday night wars? Oh God. Anyway, I, can't uh, <laughs> I don't even want to think about but, that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I, I really, I totally agree. And, and to, to have two people who play their characters so strongly, um, uh, you know, also be your champions and they can also wrestle their asses off. Like mm -hmm. you can't get better than that. Like that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. hell that's honestly, that's how jungle boy and Luchasaurus, uh, you know, moved up. Like obviously jungle boy isn't as much of a gimmick as, as the other three, but like, it, you know, it, it really was like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do these kind of these kind of out there gimmicks and mm -hmm. also show that we can also wrestle our asses yeah. off. And I think it's great. I think it's great too. And it's like, this is what's, what's great about AEW in that obviously they're basically just PWG on a national scale now. And yeah. that's a good thing. That's not, that's a great thing because 
you go back to PWG, especially during like 2016 and like to maybe be maybe right before AEW became a thing. You look at those matches and you look at those shows and how much fun those shows were. I mean, that those you would hear about that all the time. You would hear about how great those shows were and how funny that they were and they would do stupid spots, but it'd still be just an entertaining show. AEW is doing that and just doing it on a larger scale. It's like, I don't understand why WWE just didn't copy and paste that formula because it works. It works tremendously. Yeah, well, and you know, when, when they tried to even do bits and pieces of that in, in NXT, uh, um, you know, then they shut the whole thing down and <laughs> remade right. it. So it's like, well, okay. Yes. Right. Guess we're gonna do, do that, um, but again, they don't care, and, and why would they? They have record profits every year, and um, you know Saudi pays for you know half the year just with those two trips and budget cuts, my ass, and budget cuts, yay, budget yeah. cuts. Um, but it's just you know what I love about what I love about PWG. I don't think they get enough credit for really changing the game on the independent scene. I don't I think agree. they get enough credit at all. And a lot of it, obviously, I think still has to do with Bullet Club. So, I, I, I mean, let's be honest. It, I know the haters out there won't agree. But Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Omega, and Adam Cole, and you even have to throw in Hangman and Marty Skrull in there. They changed everything with their yep. – that when Being the Elite was, like, at its peak, that changed everything. But they were literally taking what they did on PWG. Because at first, it was just a travel blog. And then it's like, fuck it, let's just keep being goofy and let's keep make – keep making fun of wrestling like let's not treat the fans as if like oh what we're doing is real it's like no the fans know it's fake let's like make fun of that and let's do that and it's it it works it's just it's just the nature of the game and it's just the more that they did that the more popular wrestling got again and and i think at the time and especially 2016 that was the last year in my opinion that wwe was actually great like that the whole year of 2016 was fun. Like that's actually yeah. fun, but they were kind of mimicking like the goofiness, especially with new day being all over Enzo and Cass Enzo and Cassidy. Like yeah, you had wrestlers that were goofy, like how they are in AEW and they were really good. And then it just, just stopped. And I don't get that. Yeah. And everything like you, like you're saying, like everything is now cookie cutter. And yeah, yeah it, the, it, it's very weird, but you're, you're totally right. If you can't figure out how to draw that line from PWG to ROH, to NJPW, to to AEW. Like, if you can't figure out how that's basically a straight line, right. um, I don't know how to help you. Um, right. Because mm -hmm. because there's there's some common denominators in there, and definitely the elite, um, you know, are, are, are big pieces of that. Um, mm -hmm. and I also think on that note, like, I don't think that Ring of Honor gets the credit it deserves for that run of the Bullet Club. I agree too. You always hear Ring mm -hmm. of Honor get the credit for uh, for Punk and, and for Danielson and for Samoa Joe mm -hmm. and for Tyler Black and all of this. But if you don't look at those those two years that they basically had the entire <laughs> elite with them as well and look and say, you know, them them doing just those shows just elevated, especially Cody yep. and um, yes. the Cody, uh, Paige and Adam Cole. Like then you I don't know what you're watching because that's exactly right. what happened. You have to give peak, them credit that, to. That's peak Cody Rhodes there, too. I mean, yeah. Cody was over as fuck during those shows, oh, yeah. especially when he beat uh, Christopher Daniels for the ROH title and. That was when the fuck the revival was huge and everything and like that Cody Rhodes. I, I have to, I know I don't still don't understand the hate for this guy. I love Cody Rhodes. I don't get it. I love this guy. He's honestly, he's like close on my Mount Rushmore. Like yeah. he's close him and Omega. I feel like they may take a couple spots in my Mount Rushmore in 10 years. I don't know. Totally. But it's like, 
him in Ring of Honor, that everybody followed that story. It's like, is Cody finally going to get that world title? Is Cody finally going to do this? And it was just so good. And another thing with WWE that just came to my mind of goofiness was Jericho and his list. Like, oh, yeah. It's the best yeah. thing in WWE. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the list, the, the festival of friendship, all that stuff that was leading up to that. Yeah. 1000%. Um, Five year anniversary today. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they, uh, again, like they, they're just murderers of fun. Right. <laughs> they totally, <laughs> just, they totally are. percent. Uh, um, any, any future signings you want to see with AEW? Cause it's kind of getting to a point now where it's like, do they, do you keep signing some of these guys or do you kind of take a break? But there's, there's two guys in mind for me that I'm like, you have to get these guys over actually fuck. There's like four guys that I'm like, you have to sign these guys. You got to get them. There's two good of talents. And for me, it's Johnny Gargano, Bray Wyatt, Jeff Hardy. And whenever Tommaso Ciampa's contracts up, it's like, you got to get those four. Yeah. I think those are, those are excellent. Um, I definitely like, Bray Wyatt, uh, Wyndham, uh, for sure. Like he's, he's probably number one for me. Um, I would love to see Gargano go over there, uh, as well. Um, I don't think you see it until after, uh, you know, the, the baby's been here for a little bit. Um, but I, but oh, I do yeah. think it's coming. I, like, I don't, I, uh, I don't think that that's going to be, a um, something that they, that they keep too long. Mm-hmm. Um, on that same vein, I would love at some point then if, whenever the contract's up for Candace to go over there, um, yeah. because I think that they'll utilize her skills much better than mm-hmm. WWE has. Um, and I think, uh, in thinking about, you know, um, I would really, um, uh, I just, I just had it and then I lost it. Um, I, I would love to see from like the independent slash impact, I would love to see Jake something go over there. Um, I just think that he's just something that's uh, no pun intended. Uh, he's just something that's a little different, and um, I think that his his skill set would uh, would again like just be something that's just a little bit different than what they have right now. And I would just love to to see some of that. I also did see Tony talk about this week that you know he he knows that he can't redo everybody. Right, yeah. uh, we're coming up on a, on a few years, and you know, a lot of those contracts were you know for the same amount of time. And he's like, I, I can't renew everybody, and yeah. I think that that's fair. Um, and I think you can do some of these other things, but also I, they, they have such a good roster right now. Um, mm-hmm. and they do use it very well because yeah, they have they spread it out. They have elevation because they have rampage. Like they're able to like really get their stars out there, but I am, uh, I am excited to just see some of the, some of the growth, um, which I think is really hard because we're been so conditioned by WWE to like everything moves like so, so fast and like, you can't mm-hmm. ever get a breath. Um, whereas like AW takes their time as we've talked about before, um, with their storytelling. And I think sometimes that can be, it can be frustrating, especially if you don't see somebody for a little while and you're like, well, I really want to see this person like thrive. Right. And it's like, well, you can, if you, you know, watch the other shows and whatnot, but, um, yeah, all of that to say, like, I think those would probably be my, my top, uh, my top picks. Um, I don't think somebody like, I just feel like Matt Cardona is someone that maybe people would want to see for me. Like he's just doing the best work right now, just being like the indie killer. And Mm -hmm. I just want to see him keep doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do too. And he congrats to Matt Cardona. He won the NWA world's championship last night. That's awesome. Like that's, I'm so happy for that guy. I mean, he is now officially classified as a world champion. And that to me, I heard Meltzer say that the only titles that they classify as world titles are like the universal WWE in AEW and New Japan world titles. And I think they said Ring of Honor. I'm like, I think that's bullshit. I think 
the NWA world yeah. title should be in that same picture. I mean, that title is the world around. title. It's yeah. It's 10 pounds of gold. Like that's yeah. like, that's like the original world title in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that should still be a thing. And so Matt Cardona in my eyes is finally a world champion. Like that's absolutely totally agree. That's just awesome. I'm so happy for that guy. I mean, talk about a guy that got over on his own. Basically he is the originator of the vlogs. I mean, Oh yeah. If it wasn't oh, for yeah. him, would the Young Bucks have done like their thing? And like, I mean, he set the standard on how to get over it in the day of like the internet age and everything. And 100% happy for the guy. Really, really happy for the guy. But what you said about Jake something, I agree. He, people are sleeping on him. People don't know how good Jake something is. He's always yeah. at these Glory Pro shows here in yeah. St. Louis. He's always at the indie shows here. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate enough to always see his matches in. I was introduced to him at a local show like three or four years ago and he did like a false count anywhere match. And that's like seeing him do like the something chat. I'm like, he's just basically doing the Adam Cole thing, but it's so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and he just came into the crowd and was fighting in the crowd, like taking all of our steel chairs that were sitting on actually, I mean, just beating the shit out of each other. I'm like, all right, this guy's awesome. I'm a fan now. You know who this guy is, but I'm a fan. So yeah, I think yeah, I, I unfortunately huge. have never seen him in person, but um, but I have seen a lot of his stuff. He's another one that I follow on Twitter of like, just like I just happened to see mm -hmm. a bunch of things, like a bunch of people clipping his stuff, and I was like, this guy, he just he just feels different to me, and he just feels like a star, and um, yep. and has for a couple of years, frankly, and mm -hmm. I, I I I want him to get that chance on the big time because he he really is uh he really is good. Yep, and he's super polite too, super super nice. Um, yeah. was literally i was at a glory post show a few months ago and i like i think i got a picture signed by eddie kingston or something and i was like i don't want to hold on to this i'm afraid i'm gonna like ruin it like i want to so i went back out to my car and just put it back in my car as i'm walking to my car i see him and another wrestler just like walking down the street i guess they were just you know taking a you know working out before like the show started i'm like jake something he's like hey what's up buddy hope you enjoy the show man like That's awesome yeah, he was just super polite. Instead of like trying to hide his face or like whatever, like, oh no, it's a fan. He was like, hey, like he was all into it. Like, I don't know. You have to respect people like that, I, in sure. my opinion. For sure. Um, all right. Um, next, one of the last things of the show. What, in your opinion, were the best matches of the week? Yeah. Um, I, I th thought that the... I don't know that this would be on everybody's, but I loved the Jade Cargill match um, with AQA. Um, I just felt like it was such a showcase for Jade. And, and, mm -hmm. and you can tell that the work that she's doing um, with Brian Danielson, allegedly uh, working yeah. with her in the backstage, you can, totally you can tell it's working. Um, not to say that she wasn't good before. I mean, she's obviously a supernatural talent, um, but, you know, uh, there's only so far that that can get you, especially uh, in the ring. And she's doing the work, and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's very clear. And I I don't know, man. I just feel like she's she's on a run, um, and she just keeps going up. Like it just yeah. like there doesn't feel like any plateaus. It just keeps rising. And and this week was a, was another one for me. I literally said that to Katie the other night. I'm like, if she's this good now, imagine how good she's going to be in not only just two years and then a year, if maybe by yeah. next five months. Especially if she's oh, yeah. training with Danielson. It's like. She's yeah. training with Danielson and um, I mean, I'm assuming Omega's still training people while he's injured right now, but I even if he's, yeah. yeah, and even if he's not, you got Danielson to step in and help out now. And it's just like, I, 
I just looking at some of these people like Jericho and Brian and Cole, even it's like, I know, like, especially those three are, I feel like are the three that always talk very highly of WWE still. They're still like, you know, it was a good time, but Jericho has even gone and say, he's like, I don't see myself ever going back. Like he's maybe like a hall of fame induction. I'll do it. But he's like, I'm so happy where we're at right now. And it's just, you have the freedom here. You can do whatever you want. Well, I think he, he does still give them like, he gives them healthy criticism. I think for sure. Like he's definitely not bashing Mm -hmm. them. But he's also realistic about like where he would be and where some of the other talent would be if they were mm-hmm. over there. Um, you know, Jade talked about her interview with WWE and how that, you know, really did lead to her not wanting to go there. Um, I know that they're super interested in her now, but uh, I have no desire to see her over there no. uh, by any means, um, especially yeah, with her or run right now. Or MJF. Oh, my God. No way. No. We talked about that before. He, they'd water him down. It's just yeah. not it's not worth it. No. Um, he'd get a lot of money. But that's mm-hmm. about that's the only only positive that that I think he could have. Um, you know, my uh, my other two. This was a great week of tag team wrestling, um, yeah. which I'm a big fan of. Um, so my other two uh, are the um, Moxley Punk uh, versus FTR match, um, which was brutal. It was beating the sh- stiff just, as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you forget that, you know, uh, Punk is, you know, in his 40s, uh, just get the shit kicked out of him. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> but everybody, uh, you know, just, yeah, such a brutal match, but like, mm-hmm. you know, so hard hitting. I'm not nearly as brutal as that main event, um, but, <laughs> but certainly brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just a, the, the pop when Moxley came out, uh, I mean, it was like, this is what people want to see. This is yep. exactly what they want to see. And then yep. it made me go back to that that Danielson promo where he's trying to get Moxley to join him. I'm like, if he can get Moxley and Punk to join him, and that is the faction now? Oh, my God. Hey, I didn't uh, think about that. You put those three <laughs> against the Pinnacle, but then like you have psychopath Danielson in the background, maybe like getting pissed that they're stealing a spot. I don't know. I love the way that yeah. they're making Danielson. They're making Danielson a legit psychopath who's just, you know, he's just – wants more violence that's all he cares yep. about he just wants violence he wants to kick people's fucking heads in like yep. oh this it's just great this is this i mean american dragon is full full force and then some right now in aew yep. yeah 100 percent. and i'm 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 pumped for it um so mm-hmm. my last one is just that the the young bucks and rapungi vice uh match from rampage um I, you know that is Rapungi Vice is a, is a team that, uh, frankly, I didn't see a lot of. It was just like one of mm-hmm. those, like, it, it's kind of my blind spot for uh, New Japan. Um, I, I like Rocky, but he's never been like, like super high on my list. But I don't know, man. I thought everyone held their own in that match. I thought yeah. they, I thought it was a great story to tell. Um, Trent looks like, uh, he he's looks like he's made out of granite now. I don't know what he's been doing. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a, it was a nice match. And I, I you know, it made me remember, like, I, I just missed the Young Bucks, man. I missed them, right. like, being around all the time it was it was nice to see them uh get a get a good long showcase there yeah definitely definitely i can't wait for omega to come back this past week i was like man i really miss kenny omega and if they're yeah there seems like they're building towards like i mean they were already kind of dropping seeds here and there with him versus cole because you never we never saw them wrestle after omega fired cole from bullet club years ago and killed them off on being the elite and all that and um and now Cole bringing in Jay White is just another seed being planted because that's Kenny and White hate each other. And if that's what we're going towards, if we're getting to, I'm wondering if Kenny's closer to coming back than people think, and he's going to come back at Revolution 
it maybe cost Cole the title, which maybe you put, do you put hangman back with the bucks and Kenny there? And then you have him go against red dragon and Adam Cole, maybe you bring in, cause I think Roderick strong's contracts up pretty soon too. Do you just do undisputed era versus the elite? Like, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm so stoked. AEW is just killing the game right now. But for me, my, I mean, I agree with your matches that you said, but for me, that Texas death match, man. I mean, I love like growing up watching Mick Foley, like, especially like the Mick Foley, Randy Orton match in general is one that sticks out to me for a match that I loved like back in the day. I don't like the extreme over the top, like Nick Gage, like style death matches. I think that's just a little too much, but like this match this past week, I thought was just phenomenal. And I'm always on the, I don't know what it is about Archer. I I like him. Like it's just, sometimes I just think his matches, I think are just kind of just not there for me. Yeah. I think that's fair. They don't always get to that, that next gear for sure. Right. But this one hit that next gear and then some, this match was phenomenal. In my opinion, this is the best Lance Archer match I've ever seen. And, um, just hangman just going all out again but it's his tweet afterwards is what <laughs> pops I was gonna me. bring that up too <laughs> oh my god his tweet he's just tweeted out i'm i'm sick of bleeding every month i'm like that's so fucking good hangman is hangman has one of the best twitter games of any wrestler around right now oh, he yeah. his tweets are golden and but the I forget what is he what does Archer call his finishing move? I forget. It's basically the razor's edge. Um, yeah. Oh, man. But it's not. He flips him instead. Yeah. Um, but he that onto the steps yep. just looks oh my god, it looks so brutal. But if you watch that part back again, when Hangman comes down, he like I don't think he was expecting to bounce up and mm-hmm. go off because like he kind of like flails his arms around like to catch something. And I think one of his fingers or like his hand gets caught like on like the ring or like under like, like the apron, like where like the bars are. Cause he was like shaking his hand and he's like, motherfucker, like looking around, like he wasn't selling the, the stair spot. He was like holding like his hand. I'm like, Oh shit. Did he just break his hand? Like, but uh, that the, uh, the buckshot lariat over the ref was (laughs) freaking great. Oh, I was like, how is he good? What is he going to do? What is he going to do to hit it? And I thought he was just going to do the barbed wire spot. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's just great. It's great how they tease something. And then they totally completely pull you in a different direction that ends up being better. And, and again, they reward you for paying attention. Right. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. they, rather than the opposite, which is, which is definitely what happens in the other company. Like, I, and, mm-hmm. I, and just so like, yeah, the, the little, the little pieces there, like you almost forget, um, you know, because they're just going and going that you go, Oh, shit what about that top rope <laughs> like right uh right because that's gonna that's gonna have to be the finish right yeah um it, yeah i thought it was beautifully beautifully booked mm-hmm. and um yeah and i thought yeah to, to your point like like it's um it, it might be the best i've seen of archer too i think that um i used to really love his stuff with um with harry smith but um mm-hmm. like i just thought I they forget were, they were like, a team and i, I really always forget their stuff that. but um but i uh but i agree like i think it it was one of those matches where he was able to just kick it into gear and just be uh you know just be a monster like we talked about murderhawk right like he he just gets to be that and um it looked like he was trying to kill him so i think he lived up to his uh (laughs) lived up to his name in that match yeah he did and um i was gonna say hangman is hangman's proven to the world it's like i belong he's like i belong as a world champion and i I think um, 
it's so funny. People are like, Hangman's not doing much as a champ. I'm like, he just had two great matches against Danielson. Like, with, like he can't do that every single week. Like, he's not, like, you don't want him to get hurt. Like, gotta be, I don't know. I just hate fans. But um, he, he doesn't have the same, like, you know, uh, Omega got to do trios matches and tag matches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, he doesn't have, I mean, he could do it with the Dark Order, but like, it's it's not the same. It's not the same right. as like, is like how the elite had set that up so and always like we, we always know like booking a face champion is so much different than booking a heel champion and so it's like mm-hmm. man just enjoy the ride like it's still good right and it's still and it's building towards something great i'm so excited for for the adam match <laughs> yeah page <laughs> and cole man i'm excited too bad we won't get page cage the other one. Page, page cage page <laughs> and yeah christian cage in a and steel christian cage, cage. Yeah, in a steel cage. It, That's right. Then Brian Cage's contract expired, didn't it? I believe it did. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm um, kind of okay with. I was not wasn't really a fan. And I some of the shit he was pulling, some of the shit he was saying outside of wrestling, I was like, come on. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, like, it doesn't doesn't yeah. And he, you know, he uh, put his foot in his mouth too when he was talking about AW and what he was getting. And it's like right. you're you're not where you think you are. Right. And, no, he's his promo game, like he's not a good promo guy. And AEW was using him pretty well. Like he was yeah. featured on a lot. I mean, him, yeah. he was in a fucking feud with Sting in Darby. Like, dude, you're getting right. used. Like, like, just because you're not in the main event scene, that's not like that's the thing I still don't get when some people are like complaining about it. And another guy's Leo Rush. Leo Rush drives me crazy because it's like the dude has all the talent in the world. It's but it's yeah. like it seems like everywhere he's ever gone, he's caused drama in some way, shape or form in every, not just WWE, but like where he was before that, like wrestlers were very vocal about like careful working with this guy. He's very hard to work with. And that sucks to hear because he's a phenomenal talent, like phenomenal. But I was listening to his Jericho podcast and it's like, you could just tell the guy just thinks way too much of himself. And it's just like, dude, like, in wrestling, you got to look out for everybody. You can't just look out. I get it. Like you want to push yourself to the top level, but in wrestling, it's mostly yeah. about helping everybody get to that top level. Especially now, right? Like maybe that would have mm-hmm. that would have flown in in the eighties and nineties, like early nineties. Mm-hmm. But it, that's not what it's about now. Like it is the right. it's the it's the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the like you're you're together and you, you figure it out together. And like you said, you elevate everybody. And if you're not doing that, like it, it doesn't work. Definitely. <laughs> um, even even someone like Brock understands that. You know what I mean? Someone who's painted as like this this lone wolf who does only what he wants, like mm-hmm. watches matches. That's not what he's doing, you know. No. Uh, and and I think that that's like, uh, yeah. To your point, like it, it, it's disheartening because man, when they signed him, I was like, hey, this is a chance. This is a chance yeah. for him to like show it, and he was doing it. And then it was like, oh, man. It, it, and and I feel mm-hmm. I feel for him because like he got caught in the storm that was happening with, with Tony and swole. And then mm-hmm. just, it just got too much. And yep. uh, even if, again, it's, it's, I, I've been saying this at work, unfortunately, but there's a live, I work with people who it's like, the message is good. The way you're delivering the message is wrong. Yes. And like how yeah. you, you got to make that, like the message is the right message. How yeah. do we just it's, make people it's, understand? Like basically what powerhouse Hobbs, I, the way powerhouse Hobbs handled that whole situation is the blueprint on how I think everybody should handle that situation. He was totally like, I agree with what you're saying, but there's a different way. Like what you said, there's a different way of going about it. If you have an issue with somebody, pick up the phone and call them or go to work 
and talk to them face to face, pull them aside and be like, Hey, can we talk about something that's bothering me? And you know, and he, cause he was like, Tony Khan's a guy that you can approach and you, he would fix it. Joey Janela is now another guy who's putting his foot in his mouth. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like, why are you saying this on a podcast? And why are you saying this like publicly? Why don't you pick up the phone and call him and be like, what's going on? Like, that's all you have to do. And that's what I just don't like. I really, it puts a really bad taste in my mouth when wrestlers are, you know, bashing something else openly instead of just being like trying to fix it. Like if you look at like guys that left WWE to go to AEW, they talk about how they tried to go fix it and then it wouldn't work and they kept their mouth shut until they left. And it's like, yeah. to me, that's the way you got to approach it. And it's like, look at, Mo- especially Moxley. Moxley's like, I'll go keep trying to do the best that I can in my ability, but like I'm leaving after this because I'm not happy. It's like, that's how you handle that situation. Like it just um, drives me crazy, but Best matches of the week. Since we didn't do this last week, we have to bring this up because, in my opinion, I think this is already a match of the year, and I don't know how it's going to get topped. CM Punk MJF. I mean, so good. It was that that was pure storytelling without doing any crazy stunts, any crazy spots. That was legit old school style storytelling wrestling. Like that reminded me of a that reminded me of an old Rock Austin match where like. So you don't know which way it's going to go. Anything can happen in this match. And the pop when the referee restarts the match is, and that crowd doesn't, that crowd doesn't sit down for like the rest of the match too. And that's to me right there. It's like, when you got that crowd hook line sinkered in, it's like, you got something, you're gold. And I think that just adds to the adrenaline of the wrestlers and everything. And punk basically proved he's like, Oh, I can still go for 40 minutes or longer. And doesn't look fatigued i mean he he's breathing out of his mouth more but like other than that punk look fucking like old cm punk it's like that was aside from the kingston match to me i was like he's back like yeah. he's full-fledged back um, no i think yeah. i think you're 100 percent right like um we, we've talked about our love for that that kingston match um mm-hmm. and when we did our matches of the year but you know it to me like I, I totally agree like it was it was definitely a statement of he can still go Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that, but it's like to go 40 minutes, like that's, and that's not something like they're not asking people to go 40 minutes every week, um, necessarily, but AW does put on longer matches also. Um, and so I think it was really nice to see that it was really, mm-hmm. I mean, MJF, man, he, he might be the best in the world. Uh, if it wasn't for Danielson, he might be, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Danielson is just, you know, he's just another level, but right. he's, he's so freaking good. I was actually, I was watching an old clip, um, from, uh, it was that match that DDP wrestled in for AEW, um, and he smacks uh, MJF on the turnbuckle, and he does like uh, almost a double backflip, uh, yeah. <laughs> like getting hit. And I was like, "You forget," and and you got reminded a little bit in this match, but like he's also an athletic son of a bitch, like, yeah. and like yeah, you is. forget that because he's so good at everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my God, and you saw it in the Derby match too, of course. But like he's such a good wrestler. He's mm-hmm. so freaking young, and he just he just puts it on. And to have CM Punk, who like on paper you think okay yeah the promo's obviously going to be fire the match is going to be good but is it going to be great and then they just went out there and they did what they were supposed to do they just yeah. made magic and it was um and, and even the ending like i i freaking loved uh the wardlow uh kind of i still love the wardlow like slow burn like we know yeah. it's coming but it's like massive. you know him to just go like yeah i think you know i think i'm i'm good where i'm at type of thing right. uh uh you know by him uh, helping out mjf and to aw's credit like 
they don't show the ring being handed it's amazing like because mm-hmm. you know everybody else telegraphs the hell out of that um mm-hmm. and for them to just like do it on the sly uh i don't know man i just i, I do think that was like you said uh, definitely an early match of the year candidate but it's i know it's gonna end up on that list one way or another uh for us so uh yeah definitely. really really beautiful match yeah and it's crazy to also think about think about punk putting over mjf in chicago like that's also like mjf obviously what he said on dynamite was hilarious about because he i love that he brought up the fact that he was basically thanking him in the middle of the ring because he totally was thanking him and i love that he just addressed it and didn't treat the fans it's another thing AEW just doesn't treat the fans like they're dumb exactly he addresses what he said in a heelish way and it's just like that works because yep. wwe acts like rock and austin didn't have that moment at wrestlemania 19 it's like the rock was told you could read his lips he was saying i yep. love you thank you so much for everything like Yep. It's just like, I don't know. I just love the way AEW does their shit. Well, and it, it doesn't make sense to go back to that that point on the rock in Austin, especially because like y'all, y'all pulled the curtain back on everything, right? Yeah. Y- you have documentaries for every single mm-hmm. thing. We know the real people behind every single thing, but you hold on to this like weird piece of kayfabe that like doesn't exist rather than they didn't even have to break kayfabe for AEW to do it. Like you said, he just spun it. He just yeah. used it mm-hmm. to spin it. The Rock could have done that too. He was in the middle of his like crazy heel run uh, mm-hmm. as the Hollywood guy, and um, he could have done the same thing. And um, you know, but yeah, uh, just just a just almost a perfect match. I mean, really, yep. like truly wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing on this: Do you think Wardlow turns on MGF at Revolution? Oh. I mean. Hmm. Because I think I we're like obviously it, getting Punk and MJF yeah. at Revolution again, yeah. Which I'm all for. I feel like it almost has to. Ha- I don't know. Because again, like I'm like, are they just going to keep slow burning it? Because I think they do it so well that mm-hmm. maybe they think, hey, we can push it out a little bit, right? Maybe we go to Double or Nothing. Um, but I also think, could you use Double or Nothing for that match, right? For Wardlow and MJF, or or something that you know, on on route to get there that mm-hmm. maybe a little soon, especially for, for AEW to run that match. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna say they save it for Double or Nothing. Ooh. I could see that. I could totally see that because I think my prediction for the year is CM Punk's gonna win the world title at All or Nothing at All or Nothing at All Out. Okay. So I think that's, I mean, personally, I think you got to give him one title run. You got to give him yep. at least one, even if it's short, even if it's for a month, give him the title just one time, just to say he did it. It's same with Danielson too. Like the two, they don't need it, but to right. say that they were world champion, I think would just be another notch in their belt that they think they deserve. And absolutely. Um, I think he, I think Wardlow does turn. I think, because yeah. I think you slowly move punk out of that story and maybe you get punk into one other story before you put him in the world title picture. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe I'm trying to think who would you even put, maybe you do Danielson and punk at double or nothing even. Sure. Or, or unless that's, unless you got Moxley and Danielson, there's just so many right. ways. There's so many different avenues you can go. It's love it. I love that. It's not just so predictable like WWE. It's just like, Oh, it's Roman Brock. We know it's Roman Brock. Cause they don't I even think- know where the, the other titles going. Uh, I, I think to your point, like, oh, that, that also made me go, well, 
they're also masters of doing things on TV too. Like they don't mm-hmm. always save everything because they don't have 12 pay-per-views a year. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well, does it happen on a, you know, maybe it doesn't happen at revolution, but maybe something happens at revolution. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like three weeks later on dynamite. And um, it's, you know, that that's when the actual turn happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know because they, they really don't follow the same formula uh, no, every time, which is all. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and then back to my earlier uh, thought around the the Danielson faction, I could see them like him potentially even recruiting Moxley and getting Moxley on board, but Punk says no, right? Mm-hmm. And then like you said, like maybe that's what that's what Double or Nothing is, or that's what All Out is. I don't know. Like it's oh man, it's I, I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun time to be a, an AEW fan for sure. I I'm I'm pumped. Or do you do Moxley and Kingston versus Danielson and Punk? Okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my god damn, I love AEW. Fuck. Thank yeah. you for revitalizing my love for wrestling. Like just yep. the guessing game of just where shit could go. Remember, we used to do this with WWE, and it was oh, actually, yeah. but even back then, even like in the last 10 years, it always still went in one direction. Like maybe we do it this way. It's like, no, maybe we, it's still Cena. Now it's yeah. Roman. It's yeah. now it's like it could be literally anybody. AEW's making it must-see television where you can't miss it. And if you missed just a little thing here and there, like Kip Sabian, for example, where are they going with him? You see him and planted in the background of every dynamite now. And it's like, where are they going with this? And I'm super intrigued by it. It's like, you play a game every week. Like, where is he? Where you, you try mm-hmm. to find him, you find him like, oh, there he is. And then you watch that spot the entire time. <laughs> Where's Waldo every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So my best, those are our best matches of the week. Let's wrap this up. I call this the one, two, three finish on offended, but I think it makes more sense to call it the one, two, three finish on here. So one, two, three finish our top three moments or matches, whatever it could be. Now it doesn't even have to be just AEW. It could be anything wrestling related from the past week. Um, do you want to go? You want to start? Uh, why don't you start actually? Okay. Uh, for me, number one, Texas death match is my number at the first fall. Second would be, um, uh, Matt Cardona winning the NWA World's Championship, and number three, Keith Lee. Just he's here, he's here. Now we just need Mustafa Ali, and then the world is going to be okay. That's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. Bask in his glory. Keith Lee is the future for AEW. Yeah, uh, Ali's tweet bummed me out yesterday. Uh, uh, his two and a half yeah, years, or see you in two and a half years, or whatever it was. Oh um, my God, he's on their contract for that much longer. Yeah, that's that's what he said yesterday. Yeah. Oh um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, so he's that's not he's gonna. Case, but I mean, he's gonna get released. He'll get There's out before no, then for sure. But like, yeah, when right? Uh, right. Yeah. Um, oh, number sucks. one, and I feel like this is gonna be number one every single time, or in the top three every single time uh, that this particular thing happens on Rampage. But uh, it's Hook. Um, my God, this guy. Uh, he just Phenomenon. He, he's he's taken to it like a fish, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's so freaking good. Yeah, um, he is. And he's good at every little thing, and uh, I I am excited to see him get a longer match. Um, but I think what they're doing with him is smart, and it's similar yeah, yeah. what they did with Jade, honestly. They, and they know how to build stars. They've clearly shown that. So um, I have a lot of faith in, in what they're doing with Hook. Uh, but Hook's definitely number one. Number two for me is also Matt Cardona, um, because you know again he just he, he ever since you know ever since the z true long island story like mm-hmm. he bets on himself and yep. he has continued to do that and he's continued to get rewarded for it even if he had to take a break i love his 
and I believe it's how he truly feel, feels, but his gimmick of like WWE was my develop, developmental. Um, and I, and you can see it, you can see that that's the case. Like he is definitely polished and fun and awesome. Um, his mm-hmm. match with Jordan Grace last week was great. Um, his, his match this week, uh, was, was a good one. Um, I, I, I like Trevor Murdoch, but there is only so much you can get out of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but him winning was, was a moment. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just excited for him, man. It's a, this is a guy who grew up like us, you know what I mean? just ultimate Definitely. wrestling fans and he Definitely. just gets to live his dream and yep good for him he's the um, true the, fan my third moment uh is uh oh my god the, the woman who brit faced on rampage her twin sister's tweet i don't know if you saw that but no i did her twin sister what was her name? robin renegade her sister i can't remember her sister's name but sister tweets about the match she goes uh you know my sister is ready to lick some ass on dynamite and uh instead of kick like it just autocorrected and everybody is like responding to it including tony khan who was like uh i think that's a different show or i forget exactly what he said but like so funny like yeah, it was it was awesome, man. Like just just the response to her and like just that little typo, and mm. uh, I just I felt for her because like you know you go through that like oh my god, but like, then it was like dude, everybody's commenting on this, and uh, it was uh, it was fantastic, man. That's so good. I totally did not see that tweet. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking good. Um, I just I just remember one thing real quick. Also got a shout out, Jay Lethal and Ricky Starks' match from Rampage two weeks ago. I mean. Yes. That was one of the smoothest finishes I've ever seen, like in that match. Like the way he was going for the lethal injection, and Starks turns into the Rochambeau, and that was just beautiful. And you could just tell Starks was just so amped up when he hit it. It was just perfect. That crowd popped for it, and as I know, Rampage crowds are a lot harder to get kind of going because they sat through a, a an eventful two hours of Rampage. Like, yeah, they're clearly dead at that point. But at the same time, it's like you go back and watch these rampages. They're getting the crowds back up. They're getting them alive again. It's that's another prop say AEW. That's how you win back a crowd. You know, you don't let them just stay dead. They're, they're building it. You know, every week I feel like they just build rampage to where it goes to a natural climax, which is like usually an awesome moment or an awesome match. And, and yeah, Oh my God, Ricky Starks. Like, um, I think everybody knows how good he is, or at least, you know, they have, but Mm -hmm. just every time he's in the ring, and he's uh i know i feel like we've been saying this about damn near everyone on the roster but holy <laughs> cow dude when he hit that and you see it from every angle and every fan is just like oh shit yeah <laughs> um it was it was amazing and uh yeah. you know i i jay lethal's another one that i just feel like i i haven't seen a ton of until he came mm-hmm. to aew just um just more time than anything um but he was such a perfect opponent for starks and starks yep. is just He's just so good, man. I, I can't wait until he 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 hits that that next level and is is main event all the time because he right. he really makes everybody look good too. Definitely, and I hope like fans don't start. I've, I you know it's gonna happen when fans are gonna start being like, oh, you're they're not using Jay Lethal correctly. It's like I think Jay Lethal was signed to help out the younger talent. He's been around forever. Like yeah. I think he totally just wants to get paid <laughs> and he wants to help out the future. Like that's totally the vibe I'm getting from him right now, and I oh, love yeah. it. Love it no, he's a I, I, I totally agree and, and that's what he should be doing right now frankly yep. and um you know and also if you need him to go he'll go right if you need to mm-hmm. and he has the credibility to be in a main event he has the credibility to uh you know to to challenge somebody for a title or whatever but like you don't need him there either right definitely 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 all right episode one 
the wrestling wrap up was a home run. I mean, we yeah. got we we got some gold on our hands here. And as long as my internet holds up, we are going to be <laughs> unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, you can find uh, the wrestling wrap up. I guess we will, maybe we'll make our own page. I don't know where we can just put that out separately, but for now it's going to be on the offended's page. So if you want to find this show, be uh, just search offended podcast. It'll be a side thing. It'll say offended, let's say offended and what's your bliss presents the wrestling wrap up. Um, but yeah, just go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, search Offended Pod. It'll be right there. You can follow uh, me on Twitter at Trick1042. You can also follow uh, the Offended Podcast at Offended Pod and all social media outlets as well, including YouTube, where you can find this uh, video if you want to watch this in a video format. And Thomas, where can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Thomas underscore Ragland. Um, you can follow What's Your Bliss at Your Bliss Pod on all social media platforms. But we're on a bit of a hiatus uh, from the main feed from What's Your Bliss, looking at doing a little bit of uh, uh, some changes over there, potentially um, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, I was actually going to record an episode where I talked about that. And then I got deathly ill, thankfully not COVID. Um, so I'm still looking at doing that and, and, and kind of going to talk to uh, talk to the boys probably about my uh, thoughts for the future. But um, for now, at uh, at your bliss pod, you can find all of our uh, backlog of content there. Follow me at Thomas underscore Ragland. And of course, all of us at anythingbutcredible.com. Yep, anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs, including What's Your Bliss, Offended Podcasts, uh, Anything But Credible Podcasts, Going Off Topic Podcasts, Spacing Out, and Movie Merge, and now the Wrestling Wrap-Up Podcast, all at anythingbutcredible.com. Dot com. Make sure to go check it out. Subscribe to all of those. Give us a five-star rating. Please make us some money. Just We just want to get paid. Just make us money. Yeah, just, <laughs> just give us give us all the human money. All the um, human money. <laughs> Thomas, thank you so much. Let's go Bengals. Hopefully, right. by the time this airs tomorrow, uh, we will see the Bengals as Super Bowl champions. We'll be celebrating uh, all night. That's that's yeah. what's going to happen if the Bengals win. Uh, Smoke some stogies like Joe Burrow at LSU. Isn't that what right. you want? No. Did he go to LSU? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Because he spurned right. Ohio State, the worst place in the world, to go to LSU. Oh, fuck. Did he want to go to, like, Nebraska, didn't he? And they just kept turning him down. I and believe it's like, that's right. Yeah. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> fuck you. I'm just going to be the best quarterback ever. <laughs> like, aside from there we are. Not named Tom Brady. Um, oh, we miss you, Tom. Yeah, I do. I do already. Well, anyway, Thomas, thank you so much. Ricky, uh, thank you. For Thomas, I'm Tricky. This has been the Wrestling Wrap-Up presented by the Anything Incredible Network. We will see you guys when we see you. Peace.